0: It's time once again for another episode of All That's Jazz,
1: the podcast that explores everything in the world of jazz. And here now is your host, Alan Scott. The blue skies. Do I see, do I, do the
2: I I see blue, and blue birds, birds singing a song? Singing a song. The blue birds all day, all day long. I never saw the sun shining so bright. I never saw things going so right. Notice in the days hurrying by when you're in love. My, my, how they fly. Blue days,
1: all of them go. Skies, blue skies, from now on, from now on.
0: My guests in this episode are rising star members of a Grammy nominated a cappella group called Kings Return. It appears as though there is nothing but blue skies ahead for this Dallas area based group composed of tenor Vaughn Faison, bass Gabe Kunda, tenor J.E. McKissick, and baritone Jamal Williams. This quartet of highly talented singers defies genre boundaries by moving seamlessly through the elements of jazz, gospel, R&B soul, and classical music. King's Return grew in popularity when they posted videos of their rehearsals in a church stairwell that went viral and garnered almost 10 million hits on social media. They are now in high demand by audiences around the country and have gained the attention of top music media organizations like NPR and many others. King's Return's first album, called Rove, included original work as well as an array of songs by loved artists such as Stevie Wonder, The Bee Gees, Simon & Garfunkel, and others. The recordings continue now. And King's Return has released their first full-length holiday album called We Four Kings. It offers more than a dozen seasonal favorites and timeless classics. Join me now for a fascinating conversation with Gabe, Vaughn, J.E., and Jamal as we explore their musical beginnings and the journey that they are now taking on the road to success. How did it all come together for the four of you? Were you all classmates somewhere or maybe went to the same church or community center or played on the same team? Gabe, do you want to tell us about that?
2: Yeah, well, it started at my college um, senior recital, actually. Um, I was studying music education at Dallas Baptist University um, here, obviously, in Texas. And um, at the end of my recital, I was tasked with Creating some sort of ensemble um, type of performance, whether that be with instruments or with other singers. I chose to go the singing route because I one of my favorite groups of all time is Tick Six. And I love the Singers Unlimited, the High Lows. Um, I love those kind of uh, vocal jazz groups and um, wanted to emulate something like that. Only knew three other, three other guys, uh, one of those guys being J.E., um, and he'll take it away.
3: I knew, I'm kind of like the the person who kind of knows everyone, or knew everyone, or at least had a contact. So Gabe and I, I was Gabe's mentor, one of his mentors, when he was in college, and I sang at the recital with him. And then um, we it was just going to be a one-off. Just kind of like, we're going to sing for the recital, have fun, and that was it. Congratulations Gabe, you graduated, you know, the end. But Dallas Baptist asked us to come back and sing again for another event, and then a couple of churches asked us to come sing, and City of Duncanville, Texas asked us to do their 4th of July event, and then we were just kind of like, oh, I guess we kind of stumbled into being a group by accident, and so we kept singing as a hobby every now and then, our repertoire, literally you could count on one hand, and that was it and then in 2018 we decided to take it kind of like a little bit more seriously and i had met jamal at a songwriting conference and i just remember hearing his voice and just being in awe of his gift and at the time didn't need a singer in the group but when we had a vacancy he was the first person i thought of and so i called him up i was like hey would you be willing to come sit in and sing with us and at the time he and i were just kind of associates from from that conference, but we weren't, you know, close. I just knew of him. And now it's like, um, I guess you could say where um, there's like the civil sibling rivalry thing. We're like super close now. But back then, he was just kind of somebody I knew who could sing really well. And so he came in in 2018. And then uh, I guess 2019 was our first viral moment with Gabe, Jamal, and I. In our first tenor who's uh, who since left the group. And so then in 2019, we had another viral moment. And so we're like, okay, we really need to start kind of taking this thing maybe a little bit more seriously. And so then in 2020, we had a first tenor vacancy. And at that time, we hadn't recorded any music. Um, we were just kind of like stairwell singers and having fun doing that. And no agents or anything like that. And um, so I called up some friends at the University of North Texas, which is a great music school. Um, And the director of the jazz program, who's um, now passed away, John Murphy, uh, as well as um, Jennifer Barnes, who heads the vocal, I guess, division of the jazz, which I didn't know Jennifer, but I knew John. Uh, And I just called them both and I was like, hey, I need a guy. And this is the profile. He has to be this, 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 this. It was a long list. And they both came back to me with one name. They're like, we only have one guy, and it's Von Faison. So I called Von, and uh, he came out audition for us, and the rest is history. So since 2020, the four of us have been together. Um, that's King's Return.
0: I'm from the East Coast, and a lot of times uh, in my generation, uh, long before you gentlemen uh, came into the world, doo singing and... Yeah harmony and uh, all kinds of acapella singing was done either on a street corner or in a stairwell uh, or maybe in a in a place like a church hall or someplace that had good echo or a good acoustic chamber to it
3: you you got us it was the church <laughs> the church that's our stairwell is actually in my church and um We started rehearsing there just for the acoustics. And it was really just a rehearsal spot. It wasn't a gimmick to try to get viewers or fans or followers. It was just great for rehearsal. And once we started recording videos there, people loved it. And so kind of just became the fifth member of the group.
0: So, Jamal, what's your position in the group?
3: On the uh, baritone.
4: Mm -hmm.
0: And I I take it, Gabe, is the... uh the soprano, right?
4: <laughs> he likes to think so
2: sometimes. I I make that joke all the time when we're on stage. We have a segment in our um, in our show where we kind of talk about our ranges, and then we demonstrate that. I always tell people I'm the tenor one, and then they start laughing at me <laughs> off stage. But yes, I'm the bass uh, of the group. And Vaughn,
1: I am the tenor one. So I guess you could sort of say the soprano of the
2: group. That's me.
0: There you go. Who does the best falsetto?
2: Well oh. Vaughn. I far Vaughn. by far. But Gabe is right there
3: too. Uh,
1: he, can all, he can sing all the parts. So I'm just saying. I'm just saying.
3: There there's a spot in our Disney medley where Gabe takes it away in his falsetto and it's This is true. Yes. It's a moment. Yes. moment. It's a moment.
2: <laughs> Whether it's it's, it's you know, extraordinary, I'm not sure. But I do have a moment where I am in my falsetto voice uh quite a bit.
0: Well, you you know, it's funny because oftentimes, and to many people's surprise, the bass in the group is sometimes the one that does the best falsetto.
2: Yeah, it's actually, yeah, I've I've encountered that quite a bit with other bass singers. Um, They can, I don't know what it is. There's got to be a science behind it where they're a pretty good falsetto range and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm still young, so it's, it's working in my favor. After a while, I'm sure it'll start to <laughs> crack down on me. But, uh, yeah, I mean, every once in a while I can croak out some notes. <laughs> there you go.
0: So, Jamal, tell me, uh, how is it you guys really, as good vocalists, great vocalists, uh, that you settled on a cappella
4: well, like Gabe said, I mean, I, it, it started with singing at his recital. And, you know, another part of our show, we always talk about how Take Six is, you know, one of our hugest inspirations. And so, you know, kind of coming from the background that we do in church, you know, frequently you end up singing a cappella, you know, as well. So I think it's just something that we all, to a certain extent, are accustomed to. Um, like for me, I, I actually was I sang in a um, cappella group in high school. So that was my first introduction to it. And it's kind of crazy because I never... You know, really saw myself doing anything with it after that, and you know, the fact that we're doing it now is super cool. But as far as acapella um, versus any other genres, I think one of the really cool things about King's Return is that we are acapella, but we like to play in different genres just to kind of pull on you know the the music that we grew up listening to. So. You know, like when it comes to our shows, we have a segment that's dedicated to gospel where we may perform a gospel medley that, you know, we put out that kind of goes through the evolution of gospel music. Um, we have a section, you know, that's dedicated to jazz where we we'll do Blue Skies. And so we, we kind of like to play in multiple genres, even though, you know, ultimately the, the, the core of it is going to be acapella. But we do classical, we do R&B, we just put out a Motown medley so we kind of like to try to play a little bit of everywhere just to kind of keep things fun and keep people guessing.
0: Tell me about the name King's Return.
4: King's Return I believe it was J.E. that uh that, that came up with the name but basically you know we we again come from a church background so you know it's definitely a reference to you know Jesus Christ being um the king and as far as you know what we do what we want to do with the um As far as like community service and kind of reaching back so the idea is that you know we're kings and so kings go out and conquer but at the same time we want to be mindful of where we come from and also go back and you know invest into the community so we like to do a lot of different you know events with schools where we might be with kids and do different demonstrations so just kind of really you know the idea is to show people that you know there's royalty in all of us and that you know by following your dreams and really being committed to the things that you know you're passionate about you know, people can do, you know, what we're doing, which is, again, just following our dreams.
0: Well, and I think that's important, especially the aspect of giving back to your community. Uh, I think one of the most profound things that any artist uh, or anybody, for that matter, can do is to give back to the community from which you came to spread the word.
2: Absolutely. and I think that's the, the really important part of the returning part of it you know coming back and and also inspiring like younger kids especially specifically the boys like they inquire and when they're singing they're always shy to kind of sing hi because they feel like it's real just kind of like oh that's what girls do you know and i hmm. think it's we get a lot of messages um on facebook and instagram of teachers saying hey could you guys man i wish i could get you guys on a on a flight to our school so you can come model for our boys and show that it's okay. Like you can sing all the parts and it can still sound cool. And, uh, I think, uh, you know, our society and, and sometimes the media kind of can paint, Hey, like the only route to go is either you're, you're, especially, you know, if you're African-American, like you're either hip hop, R and B and that's it, or maybe, you know, something else. And so we wanted to kind of stretch that and show that we are we can do a lot more things i think that's one of the reasons why when we when we tapped into more of the classical stuff um people were kind of shocked too because we did that in our stairwell classical music in a stairwell in sweats is not the most posh thing in the world but it just showed it's like anybody can tap into this if they you know have to have a passion for it
0: well you know it's it's important that i think touching on different genres of music as well and you, you sing not only some of the contemporary things, but you go back into history or you go back into the gospel and your heritage. And uh, that, to me, is is a great connection to music and to people in general. So what's the, what's the most requested song you ever get whenever you do an appearance anywhere?
1: I think one of them is the gospel medley. So that was one thing that made us put it on our set list for this year. Um, because people kept saying, you know, this is how we found out about you, or we were really hoping that you would sing this one. Steal away, steal away home, I ain't got long to stay here. Do do, this little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Let it shine Precious Lord, take my hand Lead me on, let me stand Soon I will
2: be done with the troubles of the world Going home to live with God
1: And then I would say one other is uh, Bridge Over Troubled Water. When you're weary, feeling small,
3: when tears are in your
1: That really touched a lot of people. Um, that's from our first album, Rove. And um, people are always asking for that one, too.
0: So tell me about your experience with World Peace Day. Back in September of this year, you had an opportunity to publish a, a great cover of Louis Armstrong's What a Wonderful World. Jamal?
4: Yeah, I mean, honestly, I, I really didn't know too much about it before we had the idea. Because, I mean, we, we, To try to release videos and you know new material around holidays, just because we know that you know there's an increased focus on social media. But I mean, um, just in general, I mean, I think you know with the state of the world is just kind of where everything's are. Like I know with Vaughn, he kind of tells a story of how he wrote Beauty and kind of some of the inspiration behind that, and just kind of you know, one to stop and take a look, you know, regardless of what's going on around you, being able to identify the beauty. And I personally kind of look at what a wonderful world is kind of an extension of beauty. And even though, you know, of course, it preceded it, but just in the sense of just, you know, taking time to really look at the details of, you know, what's going on around you and just kind of, I guess, a break from from the, the craziness that, that's going on. It kind of just it, it's a really good feeling. I remember even, you know, kind of shooting the video for what a wonderful world and just kind of. The, the space that was created and, and the energy, just, you know, really thinking about the words and what you're singing and just kind of the legacy of Louis Armstrong. yeah but this world Peace day i mean it's i think it's super impactful and it it, it was important to us to kind of contribute to that musically
0: is that a song that you chose or did someone contact you and say we'd like you to sing what a wonderful
2: world
4: gabe I, i wouldn't say gabe um had the idea to do it
2: yeah um i it was i i had thought that it could be a good um a good tune to kind of marry with the, with the message of, you know, international world peace and just acknowledging what the, you know, the beauties of life is and especially on on this earth. Um, And I just wanted to try it out with a couple, when I started doing the intro to the arrangement on it, I just wanted to fiddle around and see what could come of it. And um, it was great because I was able to kind of, set the tone on what the arrangement was going to be. And then I passed it on to our, uh, 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 another, another arranger that we work with quite a bit, Matt Cusan. Um He is, uh, we did a cover of the BGS How Deep Is Your Love, that was nominated for a Grammy this past year. And he, he worked on that. And so I brought him again on this one and said, hey, I've got an intro to this tune. Would you mind fleshing out the ideas um, for this as well? And so we worked on it uh, together, but yeah, I'm the one who uh, picked it.
0: So you have a a holiday album, and it's We Four Kings.
3: I think that we, in part, we recognize that holiday music is timeless. And so we hope that this project has legs in years beyond just 2023. So hopefully it can kind of have another, another lifespan.
0: When you put together this release, did you go to a studio or do you have your own home studio?
4: So it's kind of a, a mixture. So there are some songs, you know, it, it depends depended on the arrangement and you know whether or not we thought that we would be able to get a more authentic feel by you know kind of being in the same space. So there are several that we went into um, a studio to record, and so um, got to give a shout out to our uh, basically vocal producer Rosanna Eckert. Um, she is phenomenal. Like I'm, I'm sure everyone in the jazz space is you know somewhat familiar with her, but. Yeah, we, we just kind of, you know, got together for a few of those songs. Then we do each have our own individual setups. And so, you know, we would um, kind of have discussions about, you know, kind of what we wanted to do dynamically and musically. And then just kind of someone may take the lead on recording, you know, their part. And then we all just kind of add our, our portion to to try to match what they did.
0: Who made the selection for the uh, tunes that you're doing on this album?
2: Um, we actually created a a kind of a... I think it was like a master list, right? Y'all, we just kind of like, mm-hmm. we threw together a bunch of songs on, on this list and ideas and just started one by one. Yay, nay, this is going to work. And also, I think that maybe there was a couple of other songs that just didn't make the cut. I mean, that we had in the can and we were just like, ah, this is not going to work for this project. But it was a group effort in terms of um, picking out the, the, the tunes. And then I typically will go out and... and grab the arrangers uh, necessary for the the project if we if we want to bring in an arranger or if we want to do it ourselves. Um, but yeah, it was a group
3: effort.
0: So let me ask you, uh, start with uh, J.E. What's your favorite on this release?
3: Well, I'm going to make it hard on the other guys because I get to go first. Um, my favorite is definitely the King's Nutcracker Suite. Um, I feel like us doing a... A reduction of the entire nutcracker work by tchaikovsky is just something that i don't think anyone has done before like people have done vocally like a, a selected tune from it but not the entire work which oh well we did what five pieces five six pieces from it and it's really creative it's really cool there's no lyrics you kind of get the the whole feel of the nutcracker definitely my favorite we made it all happen with four voices so that's that's the fun part
0: so vaughn what about you
1: hmm i think i'm gonna go with i'm gonna go with walking in the air i think because it's not as well known of a of a christmas song but also really enjoy the arrangement ben bram did that one We're walking in the air We're floating in the moonlit sky The people far below are sleeping as we fly I'm holding very tight I'm riding in the midnight, midnight blue Oh I'm finding, I can, finding I can fly So high above up with, with you And uh J.E put on a rousing performance
0: Jamal uh what's the tune that jingles your bells <laughs>
4: So we actually we have uh, Jingle Bell Rock on the album.
1: Fun. Now the jingle hop has begun. Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell rap Jingle Bells chime and jingle bell time dancing and prancing and jingle
4: bells quick. But um I would say, I mean I have to agree with Bon. I think all of us walking in the air is kinda of like at the top for for all of us, but also Jesus is the reason. We and this is when we have a video. We actually um, shot a visual for it a couple of weeks back. But I mean, for me, this one is just super nostalgic because it's actually a cover of a gospel artist from Fort Worth, Kirk Franklin. Angels, we
1: have heard. ha, 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 the yes, don't need you
4: You know, my high school choir used to sing a, a version of this, so it's just kind of cool to revisit it and put a little spin so i think that people will be really excited once they hear that
0: one so gabe in saving you for last let me guess uh your favorite was you're a mean one mr grinch
2: yes uh well yeah I, I i don't get a lot of solos in this uh compliment but when i do it's mr grinch and i do i do enjoy that one and also just kind of creating the uh the radio show that we have the kind of the interlude right before it you're listening to. Welcome back to Whoville Radio FM. Uh, we've got a caller here on the line. Who do we have here? Well, hello there. This is uh, Grinch. You know, the fellow who lives on Mount Crumpet. Well, Mr. Grinch, it's quite a surprise to have you on our show. Uh, what can we play for you today? Well, I was wondering if you could play a little uh, something special for me. You see, I, I've got a small soft spot. Christmas away,
3: you know, still a gifts. It's a bit of a guilty
2: pleasure. Oh, well, Mr. Grinch, you're in luck. We happen to have Whoville Sensation a cappella group, King's Return, right here with us, who've got the perfect song just for you. Hmm, is that right? Oh, yeah. It's called Mr. Grinch.
3: wait, You're
1: a da, mean
2: do, one, do, do, Mr. Grinch. Do, 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 do. You really a are a heel. You're as cuddly as a cactus. You're as charming as an eel, Mr. Grinch. You're bad banana with a greasy black heel. da 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 Um, if you can't tell from the, from the actual recording, I, am a voice actor by trade. And so, um, I kind of being able to sprinkle some of that in the project was really, really, really fun. And so I'm, I'm happy the guys were cool with it, but yeah, that one, but I, I, I uh, walking in the air is a close second. It's just so, 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 so good. And that was a, a song that, um, it came from the movie, the snowman that, uh, my mom played for me when i was a kid and would just i I would just be so enamored with that cartoon and i remember that song that's typically sung by a boy soprano and i was like oh man what if we we did a a version of this wasn't quite sure if the guys were going to be sold on it but they were like oh let's give it a shot and then it it turned out wonderful and so the arranger on that was ben Brand. He is the principal arranger for Pentatonics, and so he was able to lend his ear to that one
0: So what does come next? What's on the horizon for the uh, four of you?
2: Yeah, um, it's definitely more music. I think next year, this is the second year in a row that we've done, uh, recorded for an album, and and, man, (laughs) very taxing. And uh, Mm -hmm. it can be stress-inducing. And so next year, we're actually taking, um, I say not, not a break, but a break from recording that many, that's much music in a short amount of time. And we're going to be working more on, uh, on content and producing the next project, which will won't be released next year, but the following year, 2025. And that will give you a insight into what kind of like a exclusive on what that is. Uh, It's, it's a project that's going to be taking, um some of our you know classical music favorites and introducing it with vocal jazz likened to like the king's nutcracker and so we want to meld those worlds together in a way that just kind of breaks the the boundary a little bit and so it is uh super super excited about that the working title right now is uh it's called hearing in color and uh we're excited for that one so that, that there's your exclusive on that
0: well thank you for that And uh, I'm glad that you mentioned the word jazz because that's, to me, what it's all about. It's the center of the universe for me.
2: Yes, it is.
0: I would like to have the King's return to all that's jazz sometime in the future. When you're looking toward putting together an all-jazz recording, uh, I would love to have the first crack at it and uh, promote it. uh, And I would promote it worldwide.
2: We'd love to share that with you. Once it's done, we'll send it your way.
0: How would our listeners uh, learn more about King's Return and and some of uh, maybe each of you individually?
2: Yeah, you can go to our our website, kingsreturnmusic.com, or you could go to our YouTube channel, um, we actually have a, a mini documentary that kind of gives you insight into who we are and our project. Our project that we released last week, uh, last year rather, called "Road." Um, but we also put out tons of content on there, and also our Instagram um, at official Kings Return, um, and and we're also on Facebook as well. So we're on all the social media platforms. TikTok, um, type in Kings Return, and you'll you'll find us and keep it locked in there.
0: Jamal, Gabe, J.E., and, of course, Vaughn, thank you so much for being with us this afternoon, and thank you for being our guests on All That's Jazz. Thank,
3: thank you, you
4: for having Yeah. Thanks for listening to this episode of All That's Jazz
0: with Grammy-nominated a cappella artists, King's Return.
2: We'd like to thank Ben Sedrin for the use of Mr. P's Shuffle as our theme song.
0: And visit us again next time for another interesting conversation on All That's Jazz.
2: If you like
1: today's episode, please leave us a five-star rating on the streaming service you use. All That's Jazz is available on every major streaming app,
2: including Podbean, Apple Podcast, and Spotify, as well as Facebook and online at allthatsjazz.net.